In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit, you need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is gonna, I don't know, roll your ass! Yes, listen to Warhorse, you do not want your ass ruled. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that went live like 15 minutes before the show started to talk to nobody because, I don't know, I felt like it. So um, if you are a follower, maybe, you know, check in 10, 15 minutes before the show. I might just be out there shooting the shit. So I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks. I will be joined shortly by my co-host and partner in crime, fighting district attorney vincent k fabe uh he is um running a quick errand and will be joining us shortly uh but while waiting for that i will take this time to remind people that raw and order is part of the tatnus co podcast network so once the show's over you can head down to the doobly-doos down below you can click the link to tatnusco.com head on over to tatnusco check out the all the other shows in the podcast check out information about Tatnus himself, all of that stuff, and then come back here for our next show. We go live every Sunday night and Tuesday night at 10.30 Central, or a little early, as I did tonight. Um, you can also support the show. I'm going to talk about this at the beginning, but it's might as well. Uh, you can also support the show by checking out our merch store. Link is in the doobly-doo, but it's rawandorderwbu.myspreadshop.com. There you can find things like the Pissant Podcast hat, shirt, whatever you want. Um, you can get yourself a sweet wrestling autograph shirt that comes blank and you get filled in with the autographs of your favorite wrestlers as you go. So this one's got, you know, Colt Cabana and War Horse and Lenny Luck and Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green on here, Dan the Dad, uh, GPA, uh, SKB's there, um, Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn, uh, or as they're more commonly known, uh, Mr. Ass and Todd Ass, or maybe he's Rod Ass, not sure. Um, Heather Reckless, a bunch of a bunch of people. It's a great keepsake. I decided to throw it on for this show because, you know, I don't really wear it. I usually have it just hanging up on that that back there, and no one really gets to see what it looks like. So, but it's a great great keepsake, and the wrestlers loved signing it. Absolutely loved it. So uh, if you want to support the show, head on to over there. Link is in the doobly-doo. We've got a link tree with all the links to everything you could ever want to know about this podcast, our social medias, our ways to support us, our Patreon if you want to join that. Um, all of that is in the doobly-doos. So make sure to support, support us that way. Um, you know, we all have full-time jobs. This is a hobby for us. Uh, we would love to do this more often. We would love to be able to do this every... I'd love to live stream Monday Night Raw and Wednesday Night AEW, you know, and, and just do reactions for it. Um, but 
there needs to be something in it for us, right? So uh, we are live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch right now. Um, but down the road, we might start only doing Twitch. So definitely check us out on Twitch. Head on over to twitch.tv slash raw and order WBU. Check us out there. Um, that's going to be the way to make sure to catch everything. Because we will be doing some Twitch exclusive live streams. And we may eventually just start doing just on Twitch. So keep your eyes on that. That's going to be the best way. But you can follow us on Facebook, on, on Twitter, on Instagram. I am at raw and order WBU, like it is right there, um, on pretty much all of them. So Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. The only one that you can't find me at raw and order WBU for weird reasons is Facebook, where you find me at Pissant Podcast. Um, so you can check me out there. Hey, look who finally managed to join us. No, yeah, I apologize. I um, had an update that I didn't know about. Couldn't happen. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, we're back on StreamYard. I mentioned that earlier. I saw that. Because, uh... This works better for me. Not for everybody else, but for me. Yeah. I mean, because here's the deal. It's like, anyone who's watching can see that your video isn't great right now but it's working you know whereas on melon is fantastic well to you it looks fine but to us it looks but working is better than nothing right um that's the important thing working is better than nothing and on streamyard melon if you turn your video on your wait do but I think you're breaking up. Mama. Mama. Anyway. So let us get into this week in professional wrestling. Like, you know, recently we've kind of turned away from the crime report concept that we always did before. And I'm fine with that. I, w- I want to just kind of talk about was there anything like really big, big news, big something uh, that happened in professional wrestling this week that you're either excited about or disliked or confused about? Alan Schwitty likes Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy showing up. Buddy Matthews is his right. new name, of course. Buddy, but... Buddy Matthews. Yes. But and Buddy Matthews went straight up. into a storyline that was still from WWE. Well, that's that's what's so so fun in AEW. I really enjoy it. Is they're not afraid to reference WWE storylines, right? Like the whole hurt eye from Malachi Black is a continuation of a WWE storyline. They're taking it in obviously a different direction than WWE was going with it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 going like it's corrupting him or whatever, and they're doing some fun stuff with it. And I'm I'm excited to see some other things that might come out of it. But having Buddy Matthews show up and, like, instantly, will he side with uh, him or will he go against Malachi Black, you know? Mm -hmm. Whose side is he on? And pointing into that and leaning heavily into that. I really, really liked that. And, you know, for the time being, he's at least a a part of the House of Black, you know, but... uh, but is that is that gonna last, or or is he going to 
eventually turn. Well, you don't know. And, and they've shown that they're willing to book long term. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wordlow's still hanging out with MJF. Mm-hmm. We've all expected it for six yeah, months. I, eight I months? expected it at the CM Punk match at the latest. Yeah. And they teased it a little at the CM Punk match. Uh, but didn't, which then leads up to now they've got the dog collar match at Revolution. Is Wardlow going to get involved? Is Wardlow going to cost the match for MJF? Um, you know, doing the final turn there, or are they going to continue the storyline longer? We don't know, and that's I I don't think it can be understated. How exciting as a professional wrestling fan, the phrase we don't know can be, right? Because oh, prob- probably the biggest problem with WWE as a product is more often than not, we know what's going on. We know, like, like uh, take Royal Rumble, for example. As soon as Brock entered the Men's Royal Rumble... We knew what was going on with that story. Yeah, I mean, you know, at best, you had a hope that maybe they'd go, okay, two time winner Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But as soon as, like I said, as soon as Brock showed up, I'm like, nope, they're not going to have Brock lose to Drew McIntyre in the Royal Rumble. Brock's going to win the Royal Rumble, and then he's going to go after one of the belts, or maybe both the belts. And in this case, now it's both the belts. Um, well, then immediately putting them into the Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was more of a tell than Bobby's concussion. Yeah. Well, um, I I seriously, I, not knowing about Bobby's injuries, of course. Um, I think they pivoted the next day and went, okay, um, well, we'll just put it back on Brock. Yeah. But not knowing about his injuries, I, I was pretty convinced they were going to let... Bobby get the win at Elimination Chamber um, just to, to kind of solidify him as champion again. Uh, but, of course, finding out later that he had the injury at Royal Rumble and therefore was going to have to vacate the title at some point, it, it does make more sense to to put it back on Brock and go from there. But at that point, it's like why take it off Brock in the first, you know? Does, does it make more sense to put it up back on Brock? I feel like there were... Cha- the elimination chamber should be filled with championship caliber people. The the so here's here's and, and this is just a, a squash a little bit on WWE. I don't want to spend the night doing this because we do it enough. But here lies the issue: you have two six man events per year designed around placing somebody in either on the title or in the title hunt. Elimination Chamber should be somebody we all should always be people we consider world champion caliber people. Kofi should not have been able to be eliminated by Edge for the Elimination Chamber slot several years ago. He wasn't considered championship caliber at that time. Uh, Vice versa, Kofi should definitely be in now. The other piece is the vast majority of the people in the Money in the Bank ladder match should be people that it would surprise you if they won the title because it's an opportunity for them to win the title. Mm-hmm. 
I think I think Royal Rumble to me is the same same argument there. Royal Rumble and and Money in the Bank are are, should be about elevating people. Correct. That's the whole point of those. And and and, but anyways, um, here's another perfect example. You mentioned Money in the Bank, right? Um, in the last, let's say, four years of Money in the Bank, um. How long has the women's reigns ran? Uh, what do you mean? The woman who wins the money in the bank, how long have they had the briefcase? Oh, golly, I don't know. I have have a suspicion. Let me get here and find the... You, you think that they've been relatively short if they won? Yes. Um, Money in the Bank 2021. Um, Nikki A.S.H. won the women's title. And... Didn't the very, very, very dang long. Two no, months? I, I don't even think she held it that long. Two weeks? I think, I think she... Um, let me get to the exact. Wikipedia is making it tough on me. Okay. Um, where's the women's? So, Nikki A.S.H. won there. And then... I want to say she cashed it in like, like within the week. Oh, the amount of time she had the the, the money in the bank, not the amount of yeah. time she had the title after she yeah. cashed it. The amount of time she had the money in the bank briefcase. Right. Oh yeah, I think it was a couple months tops. I don't even think it was a couple months. I I think it was like within a week. I think she cashed it in the following Raw. It may have been. Two weeks, maybe. Maybe not the following Raw, but the one after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my point being, I believe the, the year before... Stupid phone being stupid. I believe the year before, in 2020, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match featured a cash-in that night. Becky? No, the year before would have been Asuka, maybe? Uh, the year before, it might have been Asuka, yeah. Um, yep, the year before, it was when Becky handed it off to Asuka. So, not technically a cash-in, because it turned out it wasn't. But still, the next night, right? And yeah. then 2019, right? It was um, uh, Bailey who won 
the Money in the Bank ladder match. I think that one took a little longer. That one might have taken a little bit longer. But my point still being, it used to be, and I, you know, this coming up on the spot, I wasn't prepared. I would have had these all looked up and all this stuff. But uh, it used to be Money in the Bank contracts would be out there for six months, seven months, eight months. Oh, yeah. I mean, out. Seth ran it really long, running it all the way to WrestleMania the next yep. year. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but that's that's in a way, I don't want to say it's long-term storytelling because I don't think it is. I don't think they planned it that long-term. I think I think you just build more heel heat for that person. I, I think it was, let's give them the thing and then let's see how it goes until we find the right time to do it. But uh, recently, aside from aside from uh, Otis winning it in 2020, and uh, then Miz winning it off him in was it November, and then cashing it in in December or whatever, maybe it was January. I can't even remember. Aside from that. The the money in the bank cash-ins have all been within a few months, yeah, of money in the bank, because they don't have a plan and they don't have they don't have the balls to sit on that for a while and well, see how I mean, it plays out. Literally, they they did the money in the bank in what can only be described as a fashion that says, "Well, shit, this will be funny mm-hmm. with Otis oh, yeah. winning." Yeah, but. But they, they just don't they don't have the guts to hold on to it uh for very long to see uh to see what kind of heat they get yeah. or, or what type of cash in they should have. Should they have a clean Daniel Bryan John Cena cash in? Mm-hmm. Um John Cena's cash-in, should they have them fail? Uh, should they have them make a foolish move? Ken Anderson, uh, Jack Swagger, um, you know, or Ken Kennedy, sorry, I, I shouldn't have said Anderson. But should those things be done? Should should we, should we have a, a foolish decision made by, by said person? You know, all of those are options. Mm-hmm. Let me get down here. I'm That's on a too much light. article here about money in the bank cash-ins. Uh, I can tell you the most memorable are the Edge ones. Okay, Big Dolphin. E Big e won the men's one last, last year. year. Yep. And cashed in on... Monday Night Raw. Uh, it was with a, a face cash in. Was a face cash in. But it, all, but it, it also was. It was this. like maybe a month later. He held on to it for a while. Yeah, not a super long time, but a while. Uh, I think it was longer than that, even. Yeah, this article doesn't it, tell me what. It's, I, what I mean, it's it's a moot point whether or not it was longer. I'm just trying to see if I can find a list of. Uh, 
I'm surprised. I would be astonished if Ranker doesn't have a rank of the best. Uh, Well, yeah. The thing is, I I saw they had a link of the best Money in the Bank matches and then the best cash-ins, but they didn't have as far as I... uh, Okay, here we go. Perfect. I found the Wikipedia page I want. So, Big E held the contract for 57 days. Two months, right? Okay. Uh, that's fair. That's that's okay. I'd Short, be but not, yeah. I'd rather be longer, right? Yeah. Nikki A.S.H. held it for well, one day. She cashed in on the following Raw. The heel needs to hold it significantly longer. I, I, I personally think even a face can hold it longer. I think the point of a... a a money in the bank is about elevating the person and the longer yeah. you have them waiting for their time, the better, but that's beside the point. Nikki ASH cast in, in one day, right? Yep. Okay. Like I said, 2020 Otis won and held on for, uh, uh, 193 days and then, uh, lost it to, to the Miz who held on it for 119 days and then cashed in at TLC. Um, but the cash in was ruled invalid, and so then he cashed it in later Elimination Chamber. Okay. Uh, that same one, Asuka, and then held the contract uh, for 25 days. Was that? Oh. And then that's when Becky handed it. And that's her. when Becky uh, uh, did the hiatus, right? Um, although it's like officially recognized as one. Okay, here's where it's like recognized as one day because it. It, it was on tape delay because it was an empty arena. They filmed it in advance. So she found out about it the next night after it aired, right? Okay. Right. 2019, Brock Lesnar won it, held onto the contract for 56 days. Uh, Two months. Uh, 2019, Bailey held on to it for one hour and 25 minutes. Right. 2018, Braun Strowman uh, won it, held it for 70 days. Um, Almost three. and then um, yeah, Alexa really Bliss won the women's and cashed in that night two hours and 52 minutes later right so that's twice in a row women cashed Cash in, in on the same night. day same night okay. uh, 2017 um, was the first where they had a women's match uh, first year they had a women's money in the bank Keeping in mind that that means the first one was not actually at Money in the Bank pay per view. Uh, it was on SmackDown Live. Um, no, it was at Money in the Bank pay per view, but yeah. it was the one where James Ellsworth cost or came in and won the, the four cards. Then later they did a rematch on SmackDown. Mella held that thing for a while. Uh, 287 days, yes. Yeah. Um, and cash in and win, heel style. Mm-hmm. But um, Longest time that any wrestler has ever held the contract. So that's interesting. Uh, but uh, Baron Corbin won it and cashed, uh, cashed in it 58 days later, unsuccessfully. Um, we go back, Dean Ambrose held the contract for 57 minutes, cashed in later that night unsuccessfully apparently normally they say successfully so uh Seamus held it for 161 days so now we're getting back 2015 you see we're we're going back here and you're gonna see almost all of them are above that 100 day mark right 
2015 Seamus, 161 days. 161 days. Yeah, I'm getting all marble mouth. Uh, 2014, Seth Rollins, 273 days. Randy Orton's an offset because he held on to it for 35 days, but in 2013, there were actually two Money in the Bank winners. That's back when they had Ron and SmackDown mm-hmm. split. And uh, Damian Sandow held it on for 106 days. Um, the year before in 2013, John Cena held on to it for eight days. But Dolph Ziggler held on to it for 267 days. And Um, that's where it works with heel face a little bit, too. mm -hmm. Um, The previous year, uh, Alberto Del Rio cashed in 28 days later, but Daniel Bryan held it on for 154 days. Uh, And that's when he had the big heel turn. So so in the end, my my argument is that it... it, um, it shows not hold on, long hold on, term. Hold on, hold on, time out, time out. We'll come back to Money in the Bank. Are you wearing the shirt? Yeah, you missed me announcing that I was wearing the shirt. I decided to wear it because uh, normally it just hangs on on the thing back there. Right back there. The, the hanger, um, yeah. But, uh, but I wanted people to see it, and it doesn't get shown off well enough there. So I showed it off a little bit. I showed off, you know, uh, there's... Colt Cabana, and then boom, boom. This is Jonathan Gresham, and there's Jordan Grace, and there's Warhorse. Changed it to sixty nine. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but so, anyways, the 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 uh, uh, money in the bank is really more an indicative of WWE feeling comfortable letting storylines take time to develop that they don't seem to be doing nowadays whereas aew is totally fine with the idea of a storyline taking six months to play out a year to play out, two years in the case of hangman right yeah it takes as long as it takes right and so you know we've got we've got the malachi black house of black storyline who knows how long that'll take we have wardlow might end this uh, this month. Might not end till next pay per view or the following one. Who knows? Or yeah, or two years down the line. Yeah, it's gonna happen sometime. And the slow burn. The to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm ready for it now. I will pop hard when it happens now. But the longer it takes to actually happen, the more well, that pop is well, gonna be. And, and there is diminishing returns at some the, point. But yes, yes, because WWE actually experimented with that. On things like Braun Strowman's push. Mm-hmm. Now well, that also came down to Braun Strowman saying something stupid on Twitter. Yeah. Well, but, but on top of it, on his push though, the, it there there also is, um, you could you can build someone up without pushing them really. Like Wardlow hasn't been pushed yet, but he's been built. Yes. Right. He's been built to be a monster. Um, as long as they continue to make him a monster and continue to have this MJF being snide to him, thanking Sean Spears instead of him, things like that. Um, but again, eventually there's going to be a point where the fans are just like, just do it already. Yeah. I'm fine if they do it, did it now, but if they decided they wanted to wait till All Out in three months, I'd be happy fine then too, you know? So, Full gear? 
full gear yeah end of the year i i would prefer in this situation that they not wait till next year you know what i mean they do it yeah. this year um yeah, this is like not a hangman page payoff yeah it's not big enough for that but no but it could be i mean i don't know i mean if they keep building it up the same way they do you know maybe maybe down the road it'll be worth it like that But, you know, I just, I don't see WWE doing these types of long-term storylines um, or even allowing their programs to breathe enough to get to here. Whereas oh, AEW yeah. seems to be comfortable with it just fine. So, um, so yeah, you know, having, having Buddy Matthews show up, he'll eventually turn on Malachi Black, I sure. think. Right. Kind of has to this structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're gonna build it up for a long time with Malachi Black being the de facto uh, leader, maybe a little bit abusive, maybe. I mean, I don't. They don't want to copy the MJF storyline too much, but MJF's like snide, slimy, snide, abusive, and Malachi Black could be just flat out abusive. You know what I mean? Yes. Just, eventually, Buddy Matthews gets tired of being the beaten dog. And barks back, you know. So. This is a great match on on uh, Buddy Matthews' behalf as well. Mm-hmm. But we knew that Jeff uh, Jeff didn't really leave much to suspense, did he? This no, week. although he did back walk it back and say, "Don't read too much into it." I was just talking, you know, or whatever. But he he said he's going to AEW. We all knew it, so it's not like it was going to be a surprise one way or another. I get the feeling like he said it because it was like he said it on a podcast with 400 subscribers on YouTube. And don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing shade at that podcast with 400 subscribers on YouTube because that's more subscribers than we have on YouTube. Go uh, hit that subscribe button and click the bell to be notified when we go live. Um or go to twitch.tv slash raw and order WPU. Anyways, um, so I'm not throwing shade at that podcast by any means. I, but I am saying that if Jeff really was trying to to break news, he would have called up Fightful or I don't know. What a great way like to that. do it. Um, more specifically, he probably, I, I got to be honest, he probably got a call from his lawyer saying, you're still in your 90-day no-compete. You can't be saying that yet. Um, he's still under contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so because of that, that's probably the biggest reason he walked it back is because, you know, he was notified that, yeah, hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Nuh-uh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't hey, 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 what is don't, going yeah. on here? Don't be doing that. Don't be doing Mr. that. Belly. But um, but yeah, he didn't. He, it's no, not going to be any surprise one way or another. I did uh want to give a shout out to um just talking about the Hardys, uh Matt Hardy. I came across um apparently, uh somehow or another, I started following Rebby Hardy on uh TikTok. I don't remember doing it, but I did. Um, and uh they uploaded a TikTok. I want to say it was yesterday, and it was uh. They're like, hey, we're driving through this small town in North Carolina. I can't remember what it's called. We found out there's a there's a wrestling event. They have a small wrestling fed here. Um, they're having an event tonight, so we're just going to go buy some tickets and go to it. Um, 
and they just showed up at this wrestling event and of course were recognized almost immediately by people there who who then took them backstage and and eventually said hey could you maybe i don't know just make an appearance just go out there you know show your face and he did he he was not in costume he was not anything this was obviously not like a planned thing and i just i just get the kick out of him being like hey there's a wrestling event down the road you just want to go show up at it okay again we say support local wrestling for a reason Mm -hmm. you might meet matt hardy you might be sitting next to him for eight bucks yeah or twenty two dollars or you know he might just show up and sign autographs, or or maybe he'll be a, a, actually out there and and give a speech or something. Or maybe you don't meet Matt Hardy accidentally there, but you do meet Colt Cabana, and Laney Luck, and uh, uh, Chelsea Green, and Heather Reckless, and Dan the Dad, and Warhorse, and Jonathan Gresham, and Jordan. You might Grace. be going, and Dan Housen's supposed to be there, but he has an injured shoulder. Yeah. Maybe. That's how evil that man is. He's very nice for letting them use his name to promo the show. Very evil for not showing up. Well, I mean, he did legitimately break his foot, so, you know. Oh, was it his foot? I thought it was his shoulder. It's the same reason he's not actively wrestling right now. I know, but he would also cut a promo that would be like, I was going to be there and be very nice. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... Speaking of him, he did uh, curse uh, the acclaimed this week and uh, helped Orange Cassidy win to go in the uh, face of the Revolution ladder match. So we finally. I catch catch myself doing that at work. Yeah. You are cursed! It was was great. I I was actually following along on, on like, a. Facebook group or whatever, and the match started going on, and people were posting, Dan Housen's under the ring. I think he lives there. That's where he's going to be. And he wasn't under the ring. So, yeah. He was in disguise ringside as, like, a ring guy or something. Um, Wouldn't make you nervous about pulling a a chair out or anything. Yeah. I do like it, because it was one of those things where, where, like, he... This ring guy walks up with his hands like this. And they're like, who is that? Is that someone from the ring crew? You're like, no, that's Danhausen. No one else carries their hands like that. You know? Oh, come on, guys. Uh, but then they pull the mask down and it's him. And he goes, you are cursed! And then orange punch. Two. One, two, three. Did you just show a can of Dr. Pepper as your illustration for Orange Punch? Nope. It's uh, oh, Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke Zero Sugar. Because, you know, got to have that Zero Sugar. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag please sponsor us. By the way, because I wasn't here for the first hour he was live, if he tells all of you guys that I cheated on him, he's a liar. I didn't... I've had I've had five guys numerous times without Sparks there. So you're admitting to cheating on me multiple times. <laughs> this is this is big, right? This isn't a one-time occurrence. You've been doing you're a serial cheater. <laughs> Not a serial cheater. 
Because I don't care what cereal you eat. But you are a cereal cheater. Do you not care if I had a bowl of Budios without you for the first time? I, I'd, be fi- I'd be fine with that. Now, I, I don't know. If you had a bowl of Count Chocula in the middle of summer, I'd be a little bit like, where the fuck you get that? I think I finished it off last month, or this month. Like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? It made it five months, though. I, I got so pissed, not this last year, but the year before, because I missed the window for Count Chocula, and I didn't get my Halloween Count Chocula. I was so pissed. Anyways. Um, so, <laughs> so, it's kind of like somebody who has Girl Scout cookies in April, or in August. You're like, listen. But. I'll give you my life savings for that right now. <laughs> give it to me now. Give it to me now. My 401k um, has some money in it. Yeah. AEW had a great show this week. We've already mentioned, of course, uh, Buddy Matthews showing up. We have mentioned some other stuff. Uh, Jade Cargill versus The Bunny might have been the weakest match of the night. Unfortunately, I just don't think they meshed very well. I don't think this was because Jade Cargill is green. I don't think it's because... I just think it's their their styles weren't particularly great, but... Uh, the tag team battle royal featured um, a turn, sort of, by um, by Red Dragon on the Young Bucks, costing them their shot in it. And so uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, it was nice to see um, playing off the Malachi Black uh, Black Mist thing. Uh, Penta did not show up as Penta El Zero Miedo. He pe- showed up as Penta Oscura which is a variation of his Pentagon Dark character from Lucha Underground, uh, which I thought was really cool uh, because Pentagon Dark uh, was super, super fun in Lucha Underground. Um, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho's face-to-face was gold, right? It was, it was a great promo. Uh, unfortunately, they got upstaged in the promo this week by MJF. Delivering almost a babyface promo. Um, it it literally I've been seeing online people talking about it like it's potentially one of the greatest promos of all time. I don't know if I'll go necessarily to there, but oh geez, it was good. Uh it, it was Willigers, Charlie. It was so good that MJF himself was in tears. Um, and I'm, I mean, literally, he was crying out there. And yeah, I know that's what actors do. But as someone who used to try to be an actor, crying on command is tough. It can be really tough. And so for him to be able to do it with this story, because he's basically talking about how CM Punk was the reason he wanted to start wrestling. And then when CM Punk quit wrestling it almost ruined him um and that's why he hates cm punk is because he abandoned him when he was younger um and then punk came out to the ring with like no music just came out and walked to the ring and all you could hear he didn't grab a microphone all you could hear him say is that true and then mjf just kind of looked at him tears dripping from his eyes and walked away so good so good. I don't know where this is going. I mean, I'm not going to start cheering MJF, so uh, that that part doesn't matter, but 
It was still very, That's very because good. MJF is way too much fun to not cheer. Mm-hmm. He's got such a punchable face. Really does. Very punchable. I saw, I saw someone on Facebook posted, obviously a troll, or maybe it was TikTok, obviously a trolling TikTok. And, and it was like, um, uh, is, is, is MJF uh, just a gimmick infringer? MJF is one of the hottest things in professional wrestling right now. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. But what you might not have known is in an early season of Tough Enough, they had a wrestler submit a a tape. And here, we're going to show it to you. And it was, my name is Maxwell Jacob Feinstein. Um, And they're like, so not only is he a low-down, dirty heel, but he's a cheat, too. Uh, and the number of people who took that really seriously, either commenting and saying, um, actually, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein was just MJF and a different thing, or whatever, uh, was, was pretty brilliant. I gotta be honest. You know, like, there's a joke, woo, right over your head. Right over the head. Yep. But, um, what else happened? Uh. Ricky well, Starks th- won the face. There's another one moving over. Who I, I'm trying to is Buddy Matthews. Well, Jeff okay. Hardy. Uh, I, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve. Uh, now saying. known by Shane Strickland again. Shane Swerve Strickland reportedly has signed a contract with AEW. They haven't officially. I mean, maybe they did officially announce it. I'm not sure, but uh, he hasn't officially appeared yet. So, um, uh, reportedly. You reportedly backstage at Dynamite was also Jonathan Gresham. That one right here. Um, he was reportedly backstage at uh, AEW Dynamite this week. So he didn't show up, but there was a lot of speculation. Was he backstage for a reason or was he just backstage because he was in the area? Who knows? We'll find out. Was he backstage talking to wrestlers about Terminus? Possibly. Um, was he backstage talking to him about ROH? He still has one of the ROH belts. Yep, he is no longer under contract with ROH, no. but he has stated in interviews that if ROH brings wants to bring him back, he'd he'd go back there. Uh, but we don't know what ROH. Yeah, we don't know anything is. about what's going on with ROH. Mm-hmm. So, um. So that brings us to, I, here's something we'll talk about. Let's take a little bit of time to talk about this because I think this plays into it. Uh, Tony Khan has been really coy about his next big deal, right? Um, for about a week, we even, I think, talked about it last week on this where we talked about it and said it, it didn't sound like it was a signing that he was referring to. It sounded like something else, right? Um, like so a business transaction. Yeah. So there's a lot of potential that it could be. Um, people bringing up, is he buying Ring of Honor? Or at the very least, is he buying Ring of Honor's back catalog, right? Streaming catalog. That would be a big deal. That would be a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, is he uh, working on a special event? Um, there's a lot of speculation that, that that might be what he's doing. That he's trying to sign a multi-promotional pay-per-view um we haven't had one of those in 
decades. Well, not I mean, really. G one summit, but the the G one it still isn't multiple promotional. It's still just New Japan. Uh true. You know, and this would be the reportedly this would be like Impact and New Japan and NWA and maybe MLW all in one super pay per view. And maybe Ring of Honor if it comes back for it. I don't know. Reportedly, he's hoping, and he's he's been very coy about it, uh, saying, "I'm hoping that I'll be able to have the announcement by Wednesday." So, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound wrestler related, talent related at all. No, it, yeah. Well, and that's the he's he's been like I said, very specifically. Uh, in fact, he might have even. I I know Dave Meltzer says that he doesn't think it's. Uh, talent related um uh but at the very least it could be you know like i said the the concept of a multi-generational thing multi uh territory thing sort of thing uh Let's see. See what the speculation on. So, All Elite Wrestling earlier today tweeted out this Wednesday on Dynamite, we have Hangman Page and Dark Orders John Silver versus and Alex Reynolds versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Uh, we have the Tag Team Casino Battle Royal, and AEW GM Tony Khan makes a huge announcement. Although. He won't make the announcement. Someone else will make the announcement. Because every time they say he's going to make a big announcement, it's like Tony Schiavone in the back saying it. So True. Um, but, like, uh, he's been very specific to kind of... <laughs> oh, that's funny. So between the... Tony Khan's big announcement. Veer Mahan coming to AEW Dark. Oh man! Because his contract expired. But, but so yeah, what what could it be? I mean, you know, did he get the rights to to All Out or All In, the original All In? I don't Maybe. think that's big enough to be the big announcement he's teasing. It would be good. It'd be very cool. Um, buying the streaming library would be huge. Uh, buying Ring of Honor as a whole would be huge. Um, and then pumping a show with Sinclair. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make him and SmackDown the only ones that are over the waves. Not that yep. anybody cares about over the waves, but... But, uh, you know, that, that could be cool. A, a multi-promotional pay-per-view is probably the thing that I'm probably putting the most wait into just for our ROH partnership yeah I I I would I would hope I'm hoping for a ring of honor partnership but I I just kind of feel like him inking the deal and, and making a big announcement that this July worlds are gonna collide as they can't call it worlds collide because it didn't WWE have that a couple of years ago but this is why it's like worlds collide 
Anyways, uh, when New Japan takes on AEW, takes on NWA, winner take all. I don't know, something like that. So, I think that would be really good. That would be very good. Mm-hmm. They could be announcing a power plant, though, as well. So Could be. Could be something. something. I, like I, said, I was tr- trying to find... More. Something it was like it, he when he was on dirt sheet radio or or something like that. Um, says, uh, no one knows what it is, it's not talent, rather, something very important for the wrestling business as a whole. Hmm. Um, so it's not talent. Uh, here's a quote. I'm going to tell everyone right now, you definitely will not want to miss Dynamite. Not only is there going to be a lot of great wrestling on the show, I promise you guys right now I have a huge announcement coming and nobody knows what it is. It's a little bit different than anything we've done before, but it's going to be awesome. So. Sounds but, like maybe even a match style. Possibly. A little bit different than anything we've ever done before. Could be a new type of pay-per-view. Um, you know, maybe expanding to five pay-per-views a year. Maybe doing vote, fan vote. Mm-hmm. The the only the reason I continue to to think it's something multi-promotional is because he mentioned being under an NDA. And if it was jump something just AEW related, I I doubt they would put him under an uh, like a full NDA on it because you know he's the boss, sort sort of a thing. Yeah, which is why I feel it has to involve something, some other organization in some way. Um, but that still could be him buying Ring of Honor, or at the very least, buying Ring of Honor's tape library. Or, you know, maybe even without the tape library, maybe it's him announcing a streaming service or a partnership with a streaming service. You know, we're now going to be on HBO Max or Disney Plus. How fucking badass would it be if it was like Disney Plus, them beating WWE to the Disney thing? Like, oh, I wanted to do Disney Plus. Hmm. Looks like we're going to have to stake with Peacock. And get two hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be upset about that either. I don't think they're gonna be too upset. We're gonna take a break real quick. We got five packs left, so one through five. What's your vote? Four. Number four, it is. Let's see if this pack has anything good. Smarts, they're all good. Uh, I, I don't know. You've looked at some of the ones I've opened so far. There have been some stinkers in there. Number one. Jay Uso. Trying to kill... I think that's Kofi. Or is it Xavier? Nope, it's Kofi. Trying to kill Kofi. Murder, 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 murder. Number murder. two. Akira Tozawa. You should just, just drop that, that in the up. mail. Yeah, package <laughs> that up and send it to uh, JLB. 
Number three, still technically with the company. Hashtag free Ali. But this is a hollow one. So. Ooh, there is sparklies here. Our superstar, The Miz, 2007, The Miz. Because he's The Miz. That that seriously almost looks like when he was about to botch the... Uh, uh, yeah, it was his debut in 2007. You know, hmm. like when he botched the, what was it, Diva Search? Announcement. I'm skipping the Allen and Ginter because one of them actually uh, spawns a conversation to talk about a little bit more. We're going to go to the last one in the pack is Dominic Mysterio. Woo! So hold on to that one. It'll be worse. Oh, jeez. Oh, I just dropped it. Hopefully I don't back my thing over it or something. Six times in an hour. It fell into my knife. It fell into my knife nine times. First Allen and Ginter card. The Rock. The Rock. And then the second one. The reason I wanted to keep this one for last is because it does play into something I wanted to bring up. It is the 123 Kid. Also eventually known as X Pac, of course. Um, but at the time, the 123 Kid. And, uh,. What I wanted to talk about is, I don't know if you saw what happened at the GCW show this week. I did not. So GCW uh, had had their latest show. Uh, and I think it was called Coldest Winter. Right? Okay. And the main event, I think it was the main event, was a match between Matt Cardona... And, uh, no, it wasn't Coldest Winter. It was the previous night. What was it? Anyways. Um, was it 15 by 15? Was that the one? No. Anyways. Um, the Matt Cardona and Brian Myers tag teaming against Joey Janela and X-Pac. Because, of course, X-Pac came to rescue uh, Joey, Janela. Joey Janela and all that stuff after the last match at uh, World on GCW. Anyways. Um, and the match went about like you'd expect and everything. And they had X-Pac uh, win. X-Pac and Joey Janela win. I okay. think X-Pac was the one who got the pin. And after the match, X-Pac is giving his, uh, giving a speech that sounds very much like a retirement speech. He even says something like, this might be my last match in, in professional wrestling or whatever. And then Joey Janelle super kicks the fuck out of him. And then beats him up in the ring and then stands there over him. And uh, so now Joey Janelle is turned. Now, again, uh, heels don't have to be friends, so he's not necessarily on Brian Myers and Matt Cardona's side, but he is very much not on Xbox side. 
the crowd went nuts, started throwing trash into the ring, throwing all this stuff. Eventually, someone threw a full thing of beer in Joey Janela's face, which kind of set him off. And he jumped the uh, jumped out of the ring and went to the barricade and started started attacking the fan. Um, now, could have been a plant. I don't know. Can't put that past GCW, but. What is it about GCW and people being able to develop this nuclear heat that they don't seem to be able to get elsewhere? You know? Yeah. Um, Matt Cardona developed it there. Now, Joey Janela. I mean, I'm a Joey Janela fan, so I wish they would allow him to do something like this on on AEW. Um, let him be the bad boy. You know? It's his theme song. I'm a bad, bad boy. But, but so yeah, so Joey Janela turns on X Pac. I'm I'm no, not sure I'm ready to cheer X Pac, um, but I'm guessing we're gonna get an X Pac versus Joey Janela match down the road. Retirement match. Hey. hey, welcome back, buddy. Good to see ya. Yeah, what's going on? Michael Jordan fans are the worst NBA fans. I agree. It's my hot take. Get in the chat. Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, Uh, he's not playing anymore. Yeah. But, but so yeah, Joey Janela, as a heel, I'm down for it. I wish they'd allow him to do that all over the place but but yeah uh so that that, that was your big news was the well that was something i wanted to talk about but i saw x-pac or one two three kid i wanted to bring it up because i don't know it still is big news uh joey janelle your big news being allowed to to be a heel and turning on x-pac you know uh like legitimately there there were news reports like joey janella tries to beat fan unconscious i don't know if it went that far but that's what i was seeing stuff like that so no that would be jacob fatu yeah so to to answer uh michael jordan fans are the worst nba fans um we do not take calls into our program no we uh unfortunately it's not set up to do it that way and um uh but we do take chat so if you have a question or something you want to uh, us to talk about just let us know and we'll be happy to talk about it uh give you our opinion on it but we're just not really set up to take calls into the program and and uh we've been burned before on letting someone into the program unvetted so but but we'd love to answer answer any questions you would have yeah no problem man the 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 big piece is we don't give a fuck if you swear. We just mm-hmm. need to vet you in other areas. Yep. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm sad JLB is not here. I mentioned before JLB uh, not able to be here. He's having some family issues um, that he's got to deal with. Prayers are um, with him, man. Yep. So um, your thoughts, bud. Uh, it's it's nothing directly him, but it's family related. So yeah. it's you know, 
Uh, he'll be back at some point, but he wasn't able to come today because I was really going to give him all sorts of crap because he's still, uh, I think on the program he cheats on us with, he said he's like 90%, 98% certain that Cody Rhodes is still a work. And I've, I said last week that I was 50-50 basically or 48 or 49-49 and two. I'm I'm probably up to seventy percent certain it's it's a shoot. Just there's so much evidence out there that he legitimately has gone from AEW. Uh, that he's legitimately trying to do something else. Like recently, it came out that he called and um, talked to DDP before the news broke, and said, you know, hey DDP. I want you to know before this news happens that uh, that you're gonna hear soon, but I want you to know first. I you know I love Tony Khan. Tony Khan's great. I got n- nothing but respect for him. But we've decided to go separate ways, uh, and um, I'm working on something else. It's gonna be big, but I can't tell you about it yet. And frankly, I don't want to tell you because I also want you to be surprised by it but I just want you to know something big's coming and, and happening soon um, which all of that state Cody Rhodes to ROH confirmed well yeah I mean he's the, all, all of that to me tells that he's not still with AEW he wants everyone you know that he cares about to know that he has no hard feelings towards AEW um which is not the way you sell the, if if this is a work he's selling it totally wrong because if it's a work the way he sells it is they wouldn't give me the contract i wanted so i took my ball and went home and he hasn't been doing that he's been gracious and everything he's continued to retweet other AEW wrestlers and uh and he's he's even said you know Someone said, I didn't, I'm not watching AEW anymore now that you're gone. He's like, dude, just, just still watch it, man. I, I got lots of friends there. I want you to still see them wrestle. And that's not the way you sell this if it's a work, right? No. Um, it's, it's a, I understand. You shouldn't watch it. Yeah. They're yeah. a bunch of shit. They're horrible. Yeah. Exactly. They wouldn't sign me to a contract, so don't watch it. Go watch something else. Maybe and then and then maybe turn into Raw this week. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, huh? Um. So I'm. You have a I'm very odd way of saying tune in somewhere else. Yeah, it's a old Monty Python reference. Don't worry about it. Um. But in the end, he, he's not doing that, and everything about that makes me think it's it's a shoot. That he's legitimately gone from AEW. That doesn't mean he won't someday maybe be back to AEW, maybe even through a partnership program. You know, maybe he decides to go to New Japan and then AEW links a partnership deal with New Japan and he can show up again. I don't think that makes it a work. I think that makes it uh, serendipitous, you know? Um, Yeah. But... I don't know. I wanted to give him all sorts of crap for it, but he's not here, so. Was there anything specific this week that you wanted to talk about in professional wrestling? I've already mentioned it. You're the butt of Matthews. 
I was so jacked. Um, I, I will say for fans who um, get a little high horse about the idea that, that WWE washed up WWE, people go to um, AEW. Okay. But those ones ain't washed up. Yeah. The, the simple fact... Of- we use football references every once in a while for this because I think football references are easy for uh, some people to to understand, right? Um, and I've used Tom Brady multiple times. I'm going to use a different football reference this time, uh, but one that I think tells the story in this case really well. Uh, well. A lot of casual football fans didn't know that Brett Favre was not drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Sure. He was not originally a Green Bay Packer. No, he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. And he went down right. there, and he was going to be their backup quarterback. And through the course of training camp, he fell from backup quarterback to third-string quarterback to fourth-string quarterback. And he had problems, and he couldn't pick up the playbook very well, and he was a partier, so he was out in Atlanta partying all the time. and mm-hmm. uh, And then he didn't play that season and the next season green bay packers were like hey we need a new backup quarterback um how about how about we trade you for that guy you're not using and they traded for him and he went up to green bay and in a very short period of time ended up taking over the starter position and winning titles and won titles and a Hall of Fame career out of it. Uh, so just because someone doesn't work out with one company or one team doesn't mean they're washed up or bad. Uh, it just means that they weren't being used right or maybe maybe they didn't fit in right. I think a lot of us have been at jobs where we were perfectly skilled to do the job but either the way they had the job set up or the way they wanted you to do the job or the way they managed you didn't work with you and you were unhappy and you didn't perform up to your your satisfaction um and then you go on to a different job and you like your bosses you like your coworkers, you like the way that they do the job and you end up doing it well right and that's really what this can be buddy matthews was not used well in WWE. Uh, hey. He has a chance to go someplace else and maybe be used well. We don't know yet if he will be. I have some faith that AEW will use him well. Just based on their history and based on his style and all that stuff. True. But but we don't know. I mean, AEW hasn't been perfect and they've they've definitely flopped on some wrestlers brian cage is a perfect example uh something about brian cage didn't work with the storylines they were trying to tell um but so far i have faith that brian murphy brian buddy murphy or buddy matthews whichever way you want to call him is going to work better in AEW, right but along the same lines yeah Along the same lines, um, I I want to point out this thing. 
it's patently false that AEW signs all the former WWE wrestlers that are released. In the last or Titan years, would already be there and EC3. Yeah. And... yeah. In the last two years, they released like 156 total wrestlers, and AEW has signed like 30 of them. Right? They're big names, oh. but they're big names for a reason. Yeah. There are a lot of people that didn't show up in AEW that ended up showing up in Impact or MLW or NWA or or didn't show up any place, you know? Uh for for all the better part of two years, the Ascension have been contractless. Recently, Victor from the Ascension showed up on Impact, but not Connor, right? Uh mm-hmm. the authors of pain. No jobs. Um the inspiration didn't come to AEW, much to my dismay. Uh, you know, I mean, we can go down the list of them, and the vast majority of them did not come to AEW. AEW has been judicious about their signings. They pick um, people who fit their mold. Fit their mold, fit what they want. And, you know, again, they've got a budget. We don't know what it is, right? But they've got a budget, and... I think the lack of Cody Rhodes taking up some of their budget might free up some money for them to sign some other people, right? And still um, get Cody Rhodes later. And then, yeah, still get Cody Rhodes eventually later. When or just he... hire Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. But people think it's the same, anyways. Yeah. Um, but you mentioning that made me think of uh, someone who. I made the joke to you guys on the chat that Tony Khan is frantically rewriting the last match of the qualifying matches for Face of the Revolution uh, once the news hit that uh, Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Castagnoli, is now a free agent. They just like, oh, fuck. Um, I don't remember who I had in that last one, but we got to kick him out so that we get Claudio in this. Sign Claudio. We've we've wait, been talking. Wait. He's a free agent. He's a one hundred percent free agent. Cesaro is no longer part of WWE. Not at all. When did that happen? How did I miss that news? You uh, apparently did not pay attention to our group chat. That that's telling. Good to know. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I have uh, life going on, and you know it. <laughs> Um, I think I'm it was better than you. You know, Friday. Um, I definitely had life going on on Friday. Um, uh, Thursday at three oh nine p.m. PW Insider is reporting that WWE and Cesaro have parted ways after failure to come to terms on a new deal. Therefore, there is no ninety day no compete. None. I do find it interesting. So, and 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 we don't know for a fact that that your understanding of the contracts is correct, but from the research you've done, I'm astonished that WWE does not throw, um, terminate. You know, the final day, knowing WWE's behavior model to get an extra ninety days of them not doing it. Yeah, and that's the other. There might be something in there that stops them from doing it at that point. Um, in this case, 
um, they were they were trying to they offered him a deal, and he just said it, it's it's not good enough and counter offered, and they couldn't come to terms. And so in this case, them them firing him at the last moment uh, would have been counterproductive to their desires because they wanted to resign him. They just didn't want to pay him as much as he wanted. Reports have it that he did not intend on leaving WWE. He just knows his value uh, and didn't want to take that. Which, which is exactly the concept of Cody re- le- leaving AEW. Cody knows what yeah. he values himself as. AEW yeah. did not give him that offer. He chose to go his separate way. It's the same storyline with Claudio. Um, the difference is uh, I, I really want to see Claudio on AEW right now, and I'm sort of fine with not seeing Cody for a while. And I'd like to see Cody randomly show up at some 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 uh, indies. Uh, indies and whatnot. Yeah, I'd be fine. Here, here's the deal: is I I want to point out that um, I am a Cody Rhodes fan. I like Cody Rhodes. I like him as a wrestler. I like him on the promos. If you go back and listen to past podcasts. You'll find me raving about how I think he's one of the better promos out there, especially as a babyface promo. When AEW first started, he gave some of the best babyface promos yep. I've seen. Um, I I fully think if Cody Rhodes had turned heel six months ago, he would have gotten the contract he wanted. I think wow. it was his uh, insistence on not turning heel that opened the door to uh, TK saying you're not as valuable as as the other people. And I think well, you're not as valuable as people who will take the direction yeah. that I provide. Well, yeah, and I, I think it really simply comes down to this. Uh, Cody want, wanted to stay a face for lots of reasons, but uh, Tony Khan was, was hamstrung by the fact that as face Cody Rhodes, he could never challenge for the world title, right? Uh, because he made that promise. But the fun thing with a heel Cody Rhodes is you don't have to fulfill that promise anymore. Because you're not a good guy. Bad guys break promises all the time, right? Yes, sir, Bob. So at that point, he can be heel Cody Rhodes and be like, I'm going to go after that title. And how great would a Hangman Page versus Cody Rhodes feud have been? Heel Hangman oh, Page versus Face Cody. We'd have seen we'd have seen a buckshot lariat mm-hmm. get caught straight into a, a crossroads. Yeah, there would have been all sorts of fun stuff. But because he wasn't, he was hamstrung into this. I can't be a main eventer because I can't go after the world title. So I've got to be this kind of upper mid card guy. And he did do. He did do wonderful on putting over younger talent. But at the same point, there was still a limit to what he could do with that. And that's why I, I say if if he'd have turned heel six months ago, he could have been at the top of the card and he would have been worth every penny to, to Tony Khan. But where he was as he sat there, he was not worth the money to, that, that he thinks he deserves to Tony Khan. And I'm all for you knowing your value. Absolutely. In fact, 
outside of wrestling, I don't care what career you're in, know your value. Advocate but know your actual value as well. Yeah. Don't don't overnote. Yeah, yeah. Don't overthink your value. Don't think you're worth more than you are. But know your value and advocate for yourself, right? If your job can be replaced by the general population, you are not two hundred dollars an hour. No. <laughs> but, but but if if your job cannot be replaced by the general population, you're worth uh, more than minimum wage. You're worth more than minimum wage. You're worth more than fifteen dollars an hour. That's what every time the minimum wage argument comes up, and we say give raise it to fifteen dollars an hour. Someone says, "Well, do you think welders should get just fifteen dollars an hour?" And no, no, welders no. should get more. They're well, they welders already be do by get the general population. Yeah, welders already do get more. But here's the deal: if the general population starts making fifteen dollars an hour, then welders have a little bit more uh, in their back well, pocket leverage to go and say, "Hey." I think we should I get a little bit more. more. Than Jim Pop. Yep. yep. Um, you know, they're like, oh, well, $15 an hour, that's what EMTs make. You want a guy flipping burgers to make the same as EMTs? No. Nope. I want EMTs to make more. And an EMT would have leverage to say, hey, pay me more to be an EMT or else I'm going to go get that job flipping burgers. You know, it's yeah. all the same to Where you. I don't have somebody's life in my hand yeah. on the regular basis and I yeah. don't have the emotional. Uh, baggage that goes along with yeah. somebody dying under my watch. Exactly. I'm I'm going to take the easier job for the same pay, or you can pay me more than what I'm like what I'm worth. So I'm all for you advocating for yourself and knowing your worth. Um, I'm but also I'm a realist and and you know I I knew full well when I was doing a job search to switch to my new job that I couldn't ask for thirty dollars an hour. Especially but since once I'm changing your worth, I might be able to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, then you'll get with, twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the whole career change path and all that stuff, I knew that I I couldn't ask for too much. But I also knew that I could ask for something reasonable. Yes, and I and I said that at job interviews. They said, "How much are you wanting to to earn?" I said, "Listen, I'm I'm looking in the blah 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 range." And I had people come back and say, well, we're really more hiring in the significantly less range. And I said, I don't think I can do that. And I walked away. And I'm glad I did. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, because now you're a detective. Yeah, detective. Detective in the WBU. Took the time to prove as a beat cop and then as a as a uh, as a non-traffic cop anymore, mm-hmm. as a patrol officer, yeah. you yeah. earn the right to become a detective. Yep, I don't have to write tickets anymore. Nope, you don't even have to uniform now. That's fantastic. I mean, sure you don't. are today, and I'm proud of you for that. But yeah, yeah, I can't even go undercover. You could. I might and be do- going. You can do wrestling drugs. I might be going undercover next Sunday at a theater. In a theater. Yes. I really wanted to go, but, you know. Or maybe I won't be undercover. Maybe I'll be wearing uh, this so people know me. Yeah. Get the word out. They're like, hey, I know you from. 
Or maybe they won't say, hey, I know you from, and then I'll hand them one of our cards that say, hey, listen to us here. You're going to be busy putting that on that party, on the cars in the parking lot. <laughs> yes. Good out to all the cars in the parking lot. So I, that's what I was talking about. I unfortunately about. don't going to be there. Yeah. Well, I knew well, it was a long shot. I, I brought it up to you because I, I was like, maybe, possibly, but I knew it was a long shot, but it would have been rude not to have asked. Um, well, I, I, I was actually originally planning on it for Saturday. Um, and then some, but someday I, I realized I can't. Yeah. And and I knew wah, it would wah, be wah. it would be complex because you would probably even if you could have done it on Sunday, you probably would have had to have gotten in your car and driven the hour and a half two hours back to your house um, afterwards, and uh, you'd have had to have done the recap podcast while you drove, which isn't exactly the safest way to do things. But, no, no. Uh, I also do want to give a. So we we don't do the traditional uh, traditional story of charges and whatnot, but I do want to give a commendation that I discovered this week, and it's regarding one Brock Lesnar. Um, either the dude has acting chops and has had them for a while, is genuinely the other guy that we saw for all this time, and is also genuinely this guy. Or, I don't know, like, this face, Brock, is fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. He gave an interview uh, about a week ago. I can't remember what show. Maybe it was Pat McAfee show. I can't remember. Um, and he kind of talked about how, you know, he's got um, performance anxiety, a lot of social anxiety. But then when he gets out, he, he throws himself into the role to to be that character um because of how the adrenaline that he gets from the fans and it was actually a really interesting interview and and um you know i i i'm still not the hugest brock lesnar fan but more of one than you were probably but i but i do i and here's the deal i've said it before I'm 100% fine as long as brock's around my biggest problem with brock lesnar is when he would show up once a month you know, when he showed up like Goldberg does right now, yeah. Um, and I don't I, want Goldberg to show up more. I, I, no. I'm gonna establish that, yeah. I'm so, fine. I I believe I think I've discovered something about professional wrestling that maybe I didn't know before. But the guy without the acting chops plays destructive, um, force the, the speedy destructive force. Uh, maybe if they if they if they can work in the ring, um, but they still don't have the acting chops. They still, I mean, Claudio Castagnoli did not get a lot of respect under WWE because of his accent. Because quite frankly, he doesn't cut phenomenal promos. He cuts good ones, but not phenomenal ones. Um, boy, when they have the, I mean, so I I listen to several podcasts that aren't. Uh, wrestling related i also listen to several wrestling related ones and uh one i listened to uh was talking about the rock and the evolution of the rock it was not a wrestling podcast but it was the evolution of of him as a character and just how much bigger his personality is now than it once was uh i think brock's done that 
recently. I think he's just allowed himself to be. Maybe it's it's Rena Mara or Rena Rena Lesnar's husband more. Maybe it's um, Brock the Farmer more. Obviously, it's Brock the Farmer more. We've seen more of that, but uh, more of the guy that gets coffee and also kicks ass. The guy that yeah. shows up at, at coffee and you're like, oh, he's actually a pretty cool guy. But no, yeah, Which, it's, it's fun. I still. Was bored as fuck during most of Raw this week. No, I. This was on SmackDown, anyways. He walked up to a kid. He was out also. What? He was also on Raw, so. so yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Because he no, was fun his, on, his, um, he was fun on Raw too. Uh, he he might be the best thing going for Raw, which doesn't mean that I want the title on him, but. He might be the best thing going for well, no, no, Seth and KO are the best thing going on Raw still. Yeah. Um, still not sure what they're doing with uh, uh, Finn Balor on Raw. First, they had him team with Tommaso Ciampa, and then they had him show up, and maybe he's going after Damian Priest. So, you uh, you mentioned the smoke and mirrors. You want to, you want to put last week, you mentioned the smoke and mirrors. You want an uh, Edge promo. Mm-hmm. That Edge promo also screamed of the Damian Priest count, of a counter to Damian Priest promo. Um, I maybe I would argue. You want a former it, world champion, multi-time world champion? I don't understand why Finn Balor's having the match now instead of at WrestleMania. Like, yeah, come know. out and say I want it at WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know. But in the end, here's the deal. That Edge promo was very carefully planned to to give hints towards multiple people, I think. Um, sure. It, it was more the fact that WWE Twitter then posted it, talking smoke and mirrors, um, that I was posting out there. Because he also mentioned that he could be phenomenal. So hinting heavily that maybe he wants a match with AJ Styles. Um, yeah, I think there was also... a lot of hinting to him being. I think what it was hinting at was him being the new Undertaker mm-hmm. for the WrestleMania draw. Yeah, um, I think like you guys should want to face me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Damian Priest was saying, "I'm not doing an Apollo Cruz uh, U.S. Championship at WrestleMania." Um, not that Apollo is not great. But Apollo's not a former world champion. This is the vibe I got from the Damian Priest promo. But, um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I was just eh, raw with meh. I'm, I'm kind like, don't get me wrong. I think Chad Gable's current character is the best Chad Gable character we've seen in a long time. Thank you, thank you. But I am tired of watching him lose. Yeah, you know, watching him lose, and even he won this week. But I don't know. It's like it's a weird. Like he's not even mid card now. They're not even pushing a mid card. It's kind of like I, I'm not sold on Chad Gable. I, the person I'm most not sold on in any Chad Gable feud right now is actually Otis. Yeah, I think Otis is in the wrong role right now. I, I think that I think right now, I would much rather see Chad Gable in this exact same character on his own. Yes. 
or with a different protege. Otis is heavy machinery. And, and unfortunately, they let Tucky go. Um, Rhea Ripley beating the crap out of Nikki A.S.H. Yeah. Shit storyline. What's going on there? Um, now, the Bianca Dewdrop feud leading up to the Bianca Becky feud. I don't understand that. This weird continuation of Bianca and Dewdrop. Yeah, I don't know. I, I The only thing I can think of is that this is them trying to... Um, Look how strong Bianca is. Well, yeah, is is them trying to close the book on the the dewdrop storyline fully and yeah, say, where, okay, where do now, you go with that though? I mean, now that's done. Now let's move on to something else, right? Maybe, but maybe I don't know. I I I'm not in love with. I'm not in love with having the opportunity to build Bianca and, and Becky. Which I know is kind of pre-built from last year and all that shit. And I understand. I'm still not sold on it. But, yeah, I don't know. And I, I, I just find it I do find it weird. Who do I get a face at WrestleMania? Maybe nobody, fucker. Maybe nobody. I have to be at WrestleMania. Do you? Yeah. Do you really? I don't know if you really do. I don't think the Mrs. Feud is currently eligible for WrestleMania, in my opinion. He will be, but I don't think he's eligible for it. I'm not sold on it. And I love the Miz. I think he's awesome. He is awesome. I can't win. I feel like you're you're reading something there, and you're about to throw some big piece of information. At me. Well, I'm just trying to make sure I'm reading the right week's results. Oh, so okay. I'm going to ask while you're looking at that. I'm going to ask: Is there anything that would make you invest in Rhonda and Charlotte? So any DeVille's involvement is not going to pull it off for me. No, no. I don't know if there is. I was going to make a joke of Ronda's baby on a pole match, but I don't even think that would do it. So. Um, God, that's horrible. Yeah, it was, it was a bad joke. Bad in multiple ways. It was like multi-level bad. Well, it's also Charlotte uses it as an insult for Ronda to go make another baby. <laughs> Huh? What? what? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was going to make the joke, but it was a bad joke. Bad in quality and bad in terms of uh, concept. So The whole thing um, just... Yeah. There's nothing that will make me invest in that feud. Uh, the only... Th- maybe if they have Shayna Baszler come out and kick the crap out of Ronda Rousey, and then they turn it into Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte... <laughs> I can invest in Rhonda. You know how I would invest in Rhonda? She just came back. You have her lose this match 
and she works her way back through the card, losing some matches, losing to a Dana Brooke. My roll-up is something. It's okay to do. I'd have her go down to NXT and work her way up from there. I, I, I'd i put her Brock in NXT has lost next up. Before. Ne- next up. That's what I would put them. Or level up, whatever they call it. Level up. I think that's what they call their new spinoff show. And I don't know. I don't know what, like, what, what, what is with, okay, so she's actually getting fan pop, but she's still pissed off that they turned on her last, last run. But they turned on her because they were tired of the face Rhonda. I don't understand it. I just. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately, if they really wanted Rhonda, they should have brought her back as heel Rhonda from point one. Right? And she was kind of heel Rhonda. But not she, really. She, she should have been 100% heel Rhonda. But she can't cut a fucking promo to save yeah. her soul either. But that's heel Rhonda doesn't have to cut a promo. Heel Rhonda can come out and just blow everyone away. You know what I mean? Goldberg, early Brock Lesnar, yeah. all of those exactly. things we talked about. Yep. Beat people up. Um, you can't. But then you'd have to put her against someone can. else. You can't have her against Charlotte if she's heel because Charlotte's also heel right now, and um, Charlotte's never gonna allow someone to out heal her. Right. So, but yeah, no. NXT Level Up is their new Friday night show. Oh, um, uh, for real? Yeah, yeah. It's their new new streaming service. I don't. Or no? It's um on uh. Uh, Peacock, I believe. I guess I don't know streaming for service. certain. Streaming service. I guess I'm not sure for certain. I didn't. To oppose TNT's show? Yeah. So, like this week, um, I, I, I will say this. It's got Nigel McGinnis on commentary. I'm That's happy a to plus. Back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had you James Drake. James Drake versus Zion Quinn. Uh, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, Electra Lopez versus Saray. Hey, I know uh, two of those names. Um, I don't know Electra Lopez, but I do know Saray. Um, Electra Lopez is tangentially related to Legado del Fantasma, sort of. Um, and then Saray is Saray, right? Uh, Joe Gacy and Harlan versus Kushida and Ikaminjiro. Um, so those are names I recognize. Right? I recognize almost all those names. Yep. Um, so, uh, I, I'm uncertain, to be perfectly honest, uncertain as to what NXT Level Up is trying to do. Like, is it trying to be a step up from NXT or a step down from NXT? You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, trying to compete with AEW Rampage. Yeah. But in the end, we there still needs to be a concept. Is it yes. is it going to be the uh, oh Hulu? It's a Hulu series. Um, oh, is it supposed to be like you're you're in NXT and now you level up and you're one step closer to going main roster, or is it you have to level up to make it to regular NXT? So this is your way to level up. I don't, I'm not even sure. I don't know. 
and that's part of the problem. It's it's got this like no concept really. Um. Oh, but now it says Peacock. Jeez, I fucking I read a one. It replaced two hundred five live is the biggest thing. There's no more two hundred five live. Gotcha. So. So yeah, who knows? Um, I would also like to point out some things that we uh we kind of mentioned and and but might have slipped by you since, like you said, you were busy with things. Um, Lifing. Yep. Busy with lifing things. Um, we mentioned Brian Cage not being used properly or well in AEW. They did drop the ball on him. They, however, must apparently still like him well enough because reportedly, at least according to people who talked to Brian Cage himself, although he is now denying it, uh, but according to people who've talked to him himself, he uh, they have... Uh, Exercise their option for another year on his contract. So he's going to be around for another year. Um, so maybe they're going to do something. Ward, the feud. Um, after Cesaro uh, got released, not released, his contract ended with WWE, Eddie Kingston immediately tweeted out, all I'm going to say is he doesn't have the balls to come to AEW. He not only has the balls, I think that's where he's headed. I think that's that's a huge hint towards where he's headed, yes. A very big hint. Very, 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 very big hint. Um, but that being said, all reports have it. Like I said, that Cesaro and WWE were in negotiation back and forth for months. Uh, and just couldn't come to an agreement. And the time ran out. So he also might still be talking to WWE. Very possible. You know, so just like we mentioned with Cody Rhodes before, just because someone's no longer currently with the company doesn't mean that they're permanently gone from the company. They could still be working it out trying to get things figured out. So. I am a little bit excited to see how, how things are starting to break down. Um, I, I love that things are constantly changing, um, including in WWE. I will say, when good writers get the opportunity to invest in Vince Listens, you get Roman Brock which the storyline is actually more enjoyable than their matches are because we've seen their matches dozens of times. The important phrase is Vince listens. When Vince listens and good writers. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I, I still, I still believe WWE has good writers. It's just the Vince listens part is the important part. It's also that, they've understand that their job security relies on them listening to Vince, not the fans, right? They can write all the storylines they want to please the fans, but Vince is going to come in and say, no, this is bullshit. Cut this, scratch this, put, put in a comedy bit here, make Tozawa look silly. Um, scratch that tag team. Uh, who's the fat guy? Make him funny. Who's that <laughs> fat guy? Make him not funny. 
So true. Who's the fat guy? Make him funny. But. But so, yeah. Um, also, uh, it was just reported earlier that Hikaru Shida is on her way back to the States. So she is um, done with what she was going to be doing over in Japan and selling her injury angle. And we'll be back within a few weeks to... Shida, Shida. I'm happy about that because I like Hikaru Shida. Um, Hikaru Shida. I do think she would be a really good addition in the TBS title, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I loved her as a champion. I feel really bad that uh, she literally lost her championship the day they went back to full crowds. Like... Come on, give her at least a couple full crowd shows, right? But give her some time under that really cool, sweet ass belt. Yeah, yeah, the new belt they gave her the new big belt, and then she immediately loses it to Britt Baker. Absolutely. Like, I mean, seriously, if you wanted to do this new special belt and put it on Britt Baker, you could have just had it be the one Britt Baker won. You know what I mean? Hey, you won! Yep. Congratulations! Here's your new belt. Um, but to give it to Hikaru Shida and then the next night she loses it, it was a little bit meh. meh. But at the same point, I think uh, the TBS title could use a high profile like a former women's champion going after it to help elevate it a little bit. Um, I feel like Hikaru Shida is that. I feel like that's a really good use for her. Um, right now it looks like it's Ty Conti that's going to be going after it. I'm not sure how I feel about that, if only because, like, she's going to lose, right? They're not going to have Jade Cargill lose it just yet. Do I want Hikarashita, or not Hikarashita, do I want Ty Conti to lose right now? I don't know if I want her to lose. But I don't think they're going to take it off Jade Cargill until she gets to... 30 wins, 40 wins. She's at 28 right now, so two more would put her at 30. I don't know. Anyways, it should be a big week for professional wrestling. <coughs> Excuse me, on the AEW side, because it is the go-home week before AEW Revolution. Um, we've already got a pretty stacked card for AEW Revolution uh, that will only get more stacked this coming week um, as a few other things get solidified. But I think last week when we talked about it on the FBI show, I had you guys fill out the card because at the time we had, I think it was five matches officially. And we're now up to nine. So we added four matches since then. We now have Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. Um, we m now have the AHFO, which is Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy against Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. Um, we knew there was going to be the, the three-way tag team match, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus To Be Determined. We officially have John Moxley versus Brian Danielson now. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston's official. 
Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Orange Cassidy versus one more name to be announced in the face of the Revolution ladder match. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa's official. CM Punk versus MJF again in, but this time in a dog collar match is official. And of course, the main event is expected to be Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole Bebe. That's up. Fucking stacked pay per view already. There. That is that is a card, uh, a very, very card card. I d- I don't know if they can add anything more to it, and so I think this week will be mostly finalizing things. There's two matches that have to be determined still on it: the AEW World Tag Team match and the Face of the Revolution Ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just don't know if we can add any more actual matches to the card without it being something that just goes for fucking ever. Well, especially considering one of those is uh, is the uh, the ladder match, facing the revolution match. So, But we'll have an opportunity to talk about that next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Anything else? We've hit, we've hit the two-hour mark of, of, of casting pods. Yes, two-hour mark of casting pods, although I did start it early. Yes, about 10 minutes early. And then um, I... Uh, stumbled through about 15 minutes while you had to update your computer, apparently. Sorry. What was How many matches did they have last year on Revolution? 12. Uh, nine total matches. This one will probably stop at nine total matches as well. I'm so, yeah, I don't it. think they're going to add another match. Nine total matches. One of them was on the pre-show. So eight matches on the main card. Um, and right now they're at nine, pa- nine matches. Um, I will point out last year was when Christian and Ethan Page both made their debuts. Um, so, uh, face of the revolution ladder match, that final T- TBD. Mm-hmm. To be determined. Do, do we, do we have that figured out at, at dynamite this week? Or does that end up being a surprise night of? And if so, Swerve? I don't know if Swerve's going to be the big impact that they want. I think he 100% can be, but in terms of like name recognition, he's not. You're right. Um, I think get him out there and let him show his stuff. Um, he could be, but, but, you know, last, last year at the face of the revolution, uh, there's Christian cage, I believe who came out at the ladder match, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I thought that was... Oh no! I've seen Brian Cage in a different. No, no, that was Ethan Page in that match. Yeah, Christian Cage came out. Um, where did he come out? Oh, he yeah, that's right. He didn't come out in a match because he was the big announcement they they had that they hyped up with. Uh, um. Mark Henry was going to make a big announcement or something. Oh, Big Show. 
Big show. Was it a big show? It was whoever. Whoever was going to make a big announcement and a, and it was Christian Cage showing up. So, yeah. Ethan Page. But that's the deal. That was the face of the Revolution ladder match. So right now they've still got one left to do it. Is this where they bring the surprise in? Whether it's Swerve or, heck, if it's Jonathan Gresham or I personally think Cesaro showing up, Claudio as the um, would be a huge thing. And we know he can pull off a ladder match, you know. So. Absolutely. But it's Absolutely. it's gonna be a crazy week. I can't I cannot wait for Dynamite this week. I can't wait for Rampage and then Revolution and you know, like I said, I'm still deciding if I'm gonna go to that big screen. Like there's part of me that's like how much fun is it to watch a a pay per view from the comfort of your own home? Where you can get up and yell and and go take a piss whenever you want to and get your little smokies, barbecue sauce on them, yeah. and 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 don't have to pay thirty dollars for a bag of popcorn. And being hyperbolic, it's only like twenty five, but uh, it is just popcorn. But it's just popcorn. Yeah. But anyways, but at the same point, the other side of the coin is. If there are enough people there, being a you know that that'd be a cool environment to see it at. So I'm debating back and forth. It'd be cheaper to go there, yes. Except if I buy popcorn, then it would not. Yes. Then then price is full. I am stuck at home, so I will be using Fight TV for mine. Hashtag still not sponsored. If I wants to throw us a sponsorship, I'm down. I I will promise you that I will live stream reactions to all of them if Fight TV throws us a sponsorship. I'll start getting into MMA if they want to sponsor us. I you know. Yeah, yeah. You give us all the content on Fight for free, mm-hmm. and we will do shows all the time. Yes, all the time. We we won't even have to twist JLB's arm to do them. It'd be like MMA. I'm in. I haven't watched MMA since Diego Sanchez was on um, um, uh, the UFC Ultimate Fighter show. I liked him. We'll we'll even do random old pay-per-views. Yep. We'll do them. We'll do them all. Anyways, I think that brings us to the end for tonight. I I think we're kind of grasping at straws now. So we'll go ahead and wrap things up for the wrestling booking unit if you joined us for the live stream thank you um like uh michael jordan fans are worse than the worst nba fans then that's his name uh if he's still here if you did not join us for the live stream and are listening to us later or watching the replay also thank you i mentioned before uh twitch is probably going to be the best way to to uh watch us in the long run because um, eventually we'll probably be exclusively to Twitch, even though right now we're doing Facebook and YouTube as well. Um, But we're also going to do some things that are exclusive to Twitch one way or another. So if you're following us on Facebook or YouTube, head on over to twitch.tv slash raw and order WBU to follow us there, um, because we would love to have you there. 
we are still uploading these as podcasts after the fact anyway. So you can still listen to us audio version as well. But on that note, um, <coughs> you can make sure to follow us on the social medias. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. Pretty much any place except for on Facebook where it's at Pissant Podcast. You can follow DA Fabe at at DA Vincent K Fabe. Mm-hmm. Just on Twitter though. Just on those the other places. Right. Just on the tweets. Just down. Uh, you can follow tweets. JLB at the links in the doobly doos. Um, if you want to do his stuff, he's. Uh, active in a lot of other things other than wrestling. And he also cheats on us with another wrestling podcast that we're not going to promote here. Um, But I do always hop on their live streams and promote this podcast there. So fuck them. Yep. Um, But on that note, we will go ahead and wrap things up, close the book on the wrestling booking unit. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Bye.